Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Band practice. Band practice. Who's had anyone that you know that started a band and let you listen to their music when it just started out, right? Um, I was in a band, and um, in 1997, we began a band. It was called Voodoo Toilet. That's where we started. Uh, don't tell a lot of people that, but Voodoo Toilet be, then switched to Voodoo Domain, and you think, why did you name it that? We have no idea. We just wanted to cut through the noise, and we thought that that would creatively cut through the noise. Now, band practice was that of torture. Now, you would all show up in a room, and everyone brings their instrument or whatever they do and their ideas, and they just bring this all together, and this mess then starts to happen. Amps get turned on. Speakers get louder. Someone gets prouder. Things, feelings get hurt, and it is hard to keep the band together, y'all. It is hard to stay in tune with the band. But as you find, as those that have walked in the musical field and developed over time, it's as if you wouldn't even know they're in a band. They're just so gifted. And you go to a musical, if you go to the Wharton Center or somewhere, and you'll notice that somebody's just playing a little note and just like, doot, doot, and that's all they play for the next four bars. Maybe, doot, doot. And then again, and then the top at their field. And so as somebody gets a little better over time, it's, it's not about how loud they are. And, and here's my point is this morning, okay, is, is people that have been broken, that God has found, that he wants to play perfect music through. And it's so beautiful. But I'm telling you, we're just super loud and noisy and not in tune when we're not letting the Father change us and transform us through his word. And we start to really put on this new self and live this new life and, and start to walk in that newness and really get in tune. And some of us, our lives are so loud, right? We get so loud we're, um, and we don't know because we don't want to be calibrated. We don't want an orchestra or a, a, or a band conductor. We don't, we want to be in the orchestra, but we just want to play the whole time. And I'm telling you, the gospel, what it does is not only transforms us, but it starts to, um, it, 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 re, it redeems us, renews us, but then it transforms us. Right? So you're made brand new. You got new life, but you got to walk in it, start to grow in it. It's just like learning a new field or a new craft. And so in Colossians 3, we're going to pick up some of this writing that Paul writes in verse 1, talking about this new life and this new experience. If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Now, that imagery right there, that's a victorious one. Whoever's at the right hand of God gets to dictate what it's gonna, how it's going to go down. The judgment exercise um, on behalf of what heaven's looking like. They're in a posture of authority and a champion. Jesus is the champion in that stance. Now, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, it's interesting. To die, to write to people that are alive seems a little morbid, except we understand the context of what it means to be dead. That we're dead to the old way, the old person, the desires. Yes, there's this battle going on. Theologians call it like this. The kingdom of God is already, once you accept Jesus Christ, already, now, when does that happen? No, already now. Like it activates that very moment, that very second. Bow, God is omnipresent to regenerate and make us new. Okay, so it's that quick. 
You don't have to be confused. You could simply say, you might be here. Uh, I want this all of Jesus thing, but I'm a sinner. And it's simply the exchange looks like this. God, forgive me. Take all my sin. I trust you. And I take all of your righteousness by faith. I believe you. I want to follow you. That new life happens that quick. And then in response to it, people get baptized because they want to identify further with Jesus. So to fully take this thing all the way. So does marriage just happen at the ceremony or did it happen in the heart? It happened in the hearts. And the ceremony starts to continue solidify this new life, this new relationship. So for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. This position shows you that you don't have to be confused what you're in. You're in Jesus. He can protect you. In fact, if there was a nuclear bomb that hit, I was reading CNN the other day and I got filled with a little bit of fear. My goodness, they're good at that. They're so good. I'm like, there's no way there could be this much bad going on. It's just, it's remarkable how much bad they find. I wanted to fight them because I'm like, I wouldn't even feel this till I got on your website. I'm thinking, is North Korea, are we awaking him? Is what's happening? Is he, he, he's got nukes now that can hit the U.S.? I'm going to tell you right now, if there's a nuke that hits this place, we should not be afraid because we have Jesus Christ. We're hidden with Jesus Christ, period. Like, for real, for real. Like, I believe that with every fiber of my being. Now, to go live that out is a little bit more challenging. When you get on CNN, you're looking behind at your kids. You're like, what would happen if the apocalypse came? Like, how do I protect them? I'm telling you, no one here probably has enough money for a bomb shelter um, that could survive it, or you'd have to create another planet, or maybe, maybe you've connected with Elon Musk that you could fly to Mars? And if so, maybe you should have already approached me about a new building campaign or something. I'm not sure, but like we're never going to be able to preserve our life on this planet enough that will protect this, 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 this outer shell. So the whole point of this gospel is that there's a new life on the inside and it's worth living for, it's worth dying for, it's worth everything, and you have that position today. So when Christ, who is your life, appears then you will also appear with him in glory. Friends, that is so much good news. So now, as we continue with verse five, this is where it gets challenging. This is where you're probably familiar with the God of this version, where it's, all right, you accepted Jesus, let's talk about all the stuff you can't do ever again. Never. It's horrible. You'll never, no, never, never, no, ever. Right? It's just, it's like the way I've always kind of pitched looked at it is this, is we, we, we preach grace, we woo them. We're like, we think God's this master level salesman. Just come. Yes, look at what I'll give you. And then once we, they come, we, we hand them all the armor and be like, oh, you smoke cigarettes? Stop. Oh, you live with your girlfriend? Stop. Oh, you know, right? And that's kind of how we feel. But if you don't remember, if you forget the fact that God loves you and that your position is in with Christ, and that he died for you when you were a sinner, and he knows there's going to be this walking out of it, then therefore you won't be confused, so you'll take his correction in a healthy way. Not as one trying to get approval, but as one who's already approved, like, okay, that makes sense. You're trying to free me. You're trying to transform me. You're trying to change me. And so do not see God as the checklist that's trying to punk you out and tell you what you can't do. I would... Um, I, I, present a picture of somebody who's trying to invite you into the greatest adventure of all time that can love you, that can pick you up, that will go chase you sometimes, but he's constantly pulling you like this as opposed to pushing you away, okay? So as we read verse five, that hopefully gives you some imagery. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming, Y'all better know God is coming. He is. And when he comes next time, he's not no lamb on a donkey. 
Let's just make that really clear. It's like, oh, Jesus is here. It's, yes, get the play ready. The kids want to get, when he comes back, I mean, it's like, roar. Like, I mean, so big. I mean, everyone's bowing, for real. Everybody, everyone, 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 everyone. I, I shared this a, uh, a month ago when I was a part of the Allen adoption, um, when we walked into the courtroom. In the posture of the judge, when everyone walked in, I mean, he's like, the judge is here. Everyone's just like, hey, judge, yeah. Sorry, I talked too much. I looked. I'm, you know, it's just like reverence. When the king comes back, there's going to be a master level reverence. Master level. And there'll be some people that bow. It'll be too late. The wrath of God is coming. So then I think what we do is we start to then be, we want to be the voice piece for the wrath. We're not the wrath news. We're the good news carriers. Okay? We are the good news people that don't just tell people what they can't do. We're actually telling them about new life that we found life. So we got to continue reading this passage, but we have to understand the weight of what sin is. This is very serious because sin separates us from God forever and in fact then invites and invokes justice. The ultimate justice will be served when Jesus comes back. Period. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put away all anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Now, the image of its creator, I loved how R.C. Sproul's, he puts it in his commentary, is that it goes all the way back to Genesis. And if you remember a little bit of last week, that you being made in the image of God gives you a confidence and a boldness that nobody can take, your property of God. So if I was looking at your shirt, but it's actually your skin, it's in you, and no one can, they can't wash it off, you can't rub it off. This isn't like Chuck E. Cheese where it's the hidden, invisible thing that eventually, you know, you see with the light and then it goes away over time. This is permanent, that you've been made in the image of God. But Satan doesn't like that at all. He always wants to destroy what is most important to God. So who do you think he's trying to destroy? Is it just a building or is it the person, you? So he's always trying to distract, discourage, bring doubt, confusion, worry, wonder. North Korea, this, that, CNN. He, his love language is fear and confusion. He just, that's how he talks all the time. It is sickening. It's sickening. And the only way we'll know is we have to know the real McCoy. Because the real decoy is master level. You won't know. It's like the duck sounds, like, you know, or the hunters. You can't know if it's a real thing. Ducks don't know. They just, it's like, my brother's over there. And they just get shot to their death, right? And um, that's like us. If we don't know what it's like to be in Christ, we'll be constantly walking in this old life. So now, having put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator, that is a Genesis reference. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. Now, that little section right there means this. When Jesus saves you, he knows the state you're in, and that might not change, but you can still bring him glory with your new self. Because if we're not careful, what we start to think is this. Jesus plus this equals what freedom looks like. Jesus plus money is what freedom looks like. Jesus plus uh, job title is what freedom looks like. But what about somebody that gets saved in prison? Their situation doesn't change. So how can the son set people free 
And how is there truth that he brings that is life-giving, that is loving? How? How? Because it's an inward reality. It's how those that were even broken and confused and beat down by the Roman Empire, that they could stand up and love them and just bring God glory because they weren't looking for approval anymore. Some of us, I think, we need to quit looking for approval from whatever setting we're in and start living the new self, whatever setting we're in. That new self, and here's what this new self looks like. And put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. (sighs) Chosen. You are chosen by God. Chosen by God. You are chosen by God. You ever been the first pick in something? I can tell by some of uh, us, we're not the most athletic people. Probably you haven't been the first pick in a lot of things. That's fine. I've started to experience that too. I've not been the first pick. And uh, people started to realize, like, I had the speed of somebody who's approaching their 40s. And, uh, and, and a point guard, they say this about point guards. There's never an off night. Kenny Smith said it best about Shaq the other day. He said, he said Shaq, uh, or Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon used to tell him this. Man, I only got four, four I only got to get up for four games a year. Every night you got an intense game because basically, you know, all the real, the dogs are just, they're on point guard position. There's no off night at the point guard spot. Like Hakeem only had David Robinson, Shaq. He only had a couple he had to go against. There was just no off nights for him. And so here's the point. Look, you being chosen by God, that's not conditional. That's not, you, that, it's the giftings and the callings of God are irrevocable. They're, you just, unrevo- you can't, can't separate them. They never be taken apart. Never, ever, 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 ever. Your status with Jesus Christ is sound and secure. You ever watch those videos where somebody has this makeover, right? And then they, say, they pull out the mirror. And uh, don't you love that when your um, uh, hairstylist pulls out the mirror? And um, it's awesome. It's like that moment, you're like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, lined up. I, I just love it. It's, just, it's a great feeling. Um, car payment or haircuts. First thing that's going away, car. Give me the haircuts, right? And, um, and so that moment where somebody has that epiphany of that they could be, they could just look aesthetically differently. What do they do? They just start bawling right? They bawl their eyes out because they start to think, wow, I don't even see myself like this. I didn't even know that I could be this beautiful. But God isn't like that when he chooses you. He changes you from the inside way more in excitement than those people that see the mirror. So just picture that moment. Do you think of yourself as God's chosen people, his chosen son, his chosen daughter? And if you do, and I think you do because you're here and this is what we're doing, is, is uh, you start to then say, okay, I want it all. I want this new self. And here's what this new self looks like. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, which means gentle. The humility is a posture that says God's in charge. The compassionate heart that you start to care about other people's concerns too. And this takes a re-up daily. It's kind of like driving a vehicle. You have to get gas once you're about to run out. You're going to need to renew this new self often, but you still got the vehicle. You're still in, but you're going to need to fill it up with the meekness, the patience, and bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. 
Whoever said Christianity is easy is for sure a liar. They need Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, and Van Damme, Seagull to everyone, to ninja kick them, <laughs> karate chop them, everything. Forgiving people, that does not sound fun. What sounds fun is doing unto people as they do unto you in the moments. God's love is different because he's forgiven you. And above all these, put on love. And so this is how we actually coach people. This is how we tell them, look, you don't want to walk in the death anymore. I want you to put on love. I want you to put on meekness, humility, compassionate hearts. In love, which binds everything together, perfect harmony, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This is a promise from God when you live like God. I believe that. Now, he'll give you peace, but I'm telling you, you can quiet that peace real quick, and you can just be living in a whole bunch of nonsense. And when I mean you, I mean us, I mean we, I mean me every day. I need this to rule in my life, because when I do let this rule in my life, the peace of God is so present in my life. Who wants peace? I want peace. Come on, we want peace in our lives. To which, indeed, you were called into one body, and be thankful we had an exercise this morning in the hallway um, before, for our team rally at 9.30 for anybody that wants to be on the dream team. And that team rally, we, we go around, we, sh- we share, we clap, and we have a huddle, and it's fun. And, but we started it off today just being thankful. What are some things we're grateful for? And people started sharing. I'm telling you, my spirit was uplifted thinking about what I was thankful for. It was, it was as if I was reprogramming. Because if I would have done the opposite, hey, what are you not thankful for? What's been hurting you? I wouldn't have felt the same way. Now, I'm not saying be naive to your pain. No. But I do believe that sometimes when we exchange and we're thankful and we remember what Christ has done for us, maybe even all times, it raises our countenance and we have the peace of God. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Here's a life group, hanging out, connecting with people, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, that that can get a little crazy. Why are we singing that much? And why is there three different versions? Uh, The original language, as I started to kind of dive in more, it seemed like they were lumped together. So it's just like a one type of song, um, all to God, but different variations of it with all the emotions, okay? So with thankfulness in your hearts to God, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Broken instruments, whatever you do. What about when I'm at work? Whatever you do. When I'm a husband, whatever you do. What about when I'm at my hobby? Whatever I do. You mean he cared about the state game? Whatever you do. He cares how I treat Michigan fans, whatever you do, to the glory of God. Shout out to Michigan State. They're not getting enough credit this year. I don't discriminate. I was cheering for the Wolverines last night. Nittany Lions are going to get theirs next week, so don't worry. But the, um, hello, um. But whatever we do, we do to the glory of God, for God, in thankfulness, in word or deed. And here's the point I want to make before we call up some of our um, people from today that are in the hallway. And we've been highlighting some different um, 
people in the body of Christ that, that maybe it's hard for us sometimes to understand how it connects. Meaning, maybe I have a craft or a hobby that maybe I make jewelry. How does that connect to, to, to the body of Christ? Well, it does. We're the body of Christ. Or if I write or make music, well, it's to the body of Christ. Well, at my job, to the body of Christ. Like, you are always uh, showing in everything you do the attitude in this new self, this new mindset, this new mantra. And you will make mistakes, but don't give up because Jesus is always pulling you back up. He's always picking you back up. And so the main big thought, I think, out of this passage is this. There's two types of self. There's two types of clothes. But we keep going back to the old set of ways. And I'm telling you, here's what we do. Many times, the ones that are endorsing this old life, this anger, this sexual impurities, these, this, this nonsense, you know who it is? It's oftentimes just us. We're given place for it. We're creating space for it. We say, oh, I'm so bummed that you went through that. Let's just go out and have a few beers because we both love Jesus, but it turns into six, it turns into seven. And so there's no condemnation today, but there is this picture of a line that why as Christians are we being so weak sauce that our job is we think at times that is to get as close to the line and so I don't fall over. How far can I get before God's not mad? And come on, we already know how that happens. It always ends bad. And so there's instances where we will fall and we will fail, but, but there's also crazy long decades where we just live at the edge though too. I don't know which one's worse. Well, a moment of, of issue or just someone being so here. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I could never really get it. I just, yeah, I know God wants more for me. Yeah. Like, at what point do we just start to call out the champion in people and say, you know, I think you're called for greatness with love and kindness and compassion to forgive people. I think, I think there's humility in you. I think you want to forgive because Christ has forgiven you. And, and we start to be like, man, what's up, legalist? Like, get out of my face. So it just came this new trend, like how cutting edge and how raw and rough can we be as Christians? Because we need to be accepted, right? No, I'm telling you, look, may we never lose the heartbeat that we accept everybody. Are you kidding me? We were sinners that Christ has set free. Period. But the other side, may we never foster an environment that invokes in, 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 that Christ has died for, that the wrath is coming for. And so we need to kind of be compelled this morning. If Christ is sitting at the table with us and he's just, He's like, oh, I know you're struggling. I get, I get it. Hey, let me tell you what I can offer. He's just constantly, he's always wooing and wowing us. He's like, I'll carry you a lap. Just believe again. You know what's called me higher in every moment that I've been struggling? It's when somebody called out greatness in me. They didn't tell me what I shouldn't do. They didn't become the sin police. They gently loved me and they captivated me in a way that says, you are not like that. That is not your future. You are called for something more. And I'm telling you, something in me was like, you're right. And this morning you need to hear, you've been kind of living this life of just this halfway thing. Man, go all in. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. You're going to be exposed. You've got to be vulnerable with people. It's, it's hard, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's beautiful. Don't be embarrassed. It's a lie. Satan is a liar. That's why we're not letting anybody in. We're not finding freedom. And in America, this is the thing we really need help with because we have space. We have space. Christianity in the early church, they were so close. 
so close. So today, I pray this, um, that you would want to be a broken instrument that's in tune with God, not a bad band practice. <laughs> For real. And with that means putting on that new self and letting the, the band conductor lead you. Because as he leads you, he'll, he'll start to transform you and show you new things. And so you need to know that you're a son chosen by God. You're a daughter chosen by God. And God is wanting you so desperately to put on the new self because he wants you to have the freedom that he's always longed for you to have. And it's, that's why Paul's writing this. So that you're rooted. You don't fall victim to the, the nonsense of the world, the elemental spirits Check it out. Sin is never cool. God's glory and a new life lived out always is. Sin is never cool. So I'm grateful for people that loved me when I was over the edge or when I'm this and people that love me all the time. But may we never start to say, yeah, man, it's awesome. You're sinning. I'm just happy. It's great. KB said recently, he goes, you know, when you live the gospel out, you don't have to worry about finding a fight. A fight will find you. Maybe if you haven't had any fights yet recently, maybe, you, maybe, maybe the gospel isn't as big enough as you want it to be in your life, right? And then maybe if you're fighting the whole time, maybe you, it's just, are you putting it together with love? Some fights we're having, we're having with our brothers and sisters that we don't need to. We don't need to. I'd like to call the artists to the stage, and I want to um, pray for us as we transition to hear from them. Jesus, um, thank you so much for this crew here. This is, this is a body set apart. This is a city set on the hill. Not by what we have, but, but how much love we give. How much love we show. The qualities of the new self lived out. God, we thank you that you take broken lives and you play perfect, beautiful music through. And God, today I pray that you'd compel us more and more by your love that inspires and convicts and challenges, but does not condemn in the name of Jesus Christ. No condemnation right now for anybody. But motivation and inspiration to run, to live, to play. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I close, you guys were supposed to be on stage. I closed my eyes, they're supposed to be on stage. It was a magic trick. Oh, no, no, that's how I was supposed to be. That's good, good. Hey, friends, come on, give it up for our friends here. We got Denise, Jason, and Torian. Now, we've been highlighting a few artists and, and uh, talking to them in different types of ways because uh, we hope that by all of us hearing how God's using you, would it give me more confidence of how God could use me? Because whether your hobby is fishing or you like to watch sports, how could you do that in a way that glorifies God? And I think as you hear some of their stories of why they did this particular initiatives they're in right now, um, I think you'll be motivated. I was at the 10 a.m., so thank you. And they're also in the hallway today because they want to, they want to impart with, with you. They don't want to just, uh, they want to literally see your lives change too. Th these are people that love people. So, uh, Denise, will you tell us a little bit of how God called you to write and how that can connect with people and just explain just that, the same way you did the story earlier. It was just so good. Uh, well, I didn't always want to use to, uh, want to write, um, but it came a point in my life, uh, well, I guess back up, I always wanted to go to art school. And uh, when I became a Christian at age 17, a year later, I went to Bible college, and they had no art. So, <laughs> so God sent me down a different path. 
Um, but a few I did a lot of academic writing through the years, um, and there came a point in my life where um, I just began uh, writing because I didn't have access to speaking and teaching like I wanted to do. So I began to put my, my words on paper and share it with friends and family in a form of an Easter letter, do uh, creative stories. And then a second reason that I started to write was my own healing journey. We all have things that we need to heal from, and it became a way for me to process. Uh, third way that uh, God motivated me to write was to bring inspiration and healing and recovery to other people. I'm involved in counseling, and um, Scripture says that they overcame by the word of the Lamb and the blood of their uh, the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Testimony has power. And so when we've overcome things, um, it gives us power and authority to help other people uh, come out of things. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the, uh, what's the book title that you got out right now? Well, I've got two. One is Dragonfly Denny, uh, The Pursuit of Destiny. I guess that's what the picture that's up. That's an allegory about dreams and destiny and becoming who you're meant to be as you follow the king. Um, the second book that's out there is a creative uh, healing journey, and it's really kind of connected to the first book because you can't pursue your dreams unless you deal with what's inside that needs to be healed. That's great. Now, I love that you, you shared, and, and uh, I'll say this point so they all know it too, which is that even sometimes people will think it's a children's okay. book, but, but we're all kids on the inside. Um, yeah, what I shared was that uh, a lot of people like to say this is a children's book, and I say insofar as Jesus called us all to be children. And uh, there are things that we're childish about that we need to give up, but we are to always maintain childlikeness, and that, me that involves a sense of innocence, a, ch a sense of being able to trust, unless, of course, we've been traumatized as a child, then we need to heal. So um, there's a message in that story for every level. Good. Thank you, Denise. Jason, you have a book out, The Seven Foot Nothing. Tell us how God got you here. So this is actually my third book. Uh, the first and second book came really easy to me. I wrote it down. It took me a month to get it out there. It was just for fun. Had a good time doing it. Wanted to do a third book. Uh, had no idea what I was going to write about, though. So I, I kept coming up with these great ideas. But it turns out they'd already been done. Like this one book I had, a great idea. This kid, he, he turns out to be a wizard. Goes to wizard school. Finds out he's the best wizard ever. And then I realized Harry Potter already did it. So I got to scrap that. <laughs> Kids go to this island. They find out there's, there's dinosaurs there. Jurassic Park already did it. So I scrapped the whole third book. Uh, so a year and a half later, I'm praying on it. We go to Root Group. Shane, stand up. I see this guy. This guy's intimidating, right? So I'm at Rob G's house, we're doing, we're doing root group. I'm not paying attention to anything going on. All of a sudden, this guy starts telling a story. All I hear is alcohol, drugs, and basketball. I said, oh, well, I got a story. You can sit down, Chance. <laughs> so again, I'm intimidated by this guy. I don't even want to say a word to him, but I got to get that story out there. So him and I finally meet up for lunch, and an hour and a half later, he tells me his story. We can't even cover everything in that hour and a half. So he tells me his timeline, and I decide that, and this is why it's based on a true story, is all the events happen in his life, but all the details, like the, the feelings, the emotions, the thoughts, uh, that's kind of stuff that I make it up just to get it flowing. Uh, 
and we just had a great time doing it. And then we like to give back too. So not only were we doing it for fun, we're doing it to get the message out there. Because in Shane's life, there's a lot of bads, there's a lot of negatives. And every time he had a bad, he's blaming God. It's God's fault, not his fault. And eventually he does meet God and he realizes that God had this great purpose for him and everything happens for a reason. And then it kind of shows what happened in his life and, and where he came from. Uh, so now we're getting the message out there and we're really trying to, to have people understand what that message is. And then we like to give back. 20% of our profits are going back to City Life as a donation. And then another 20% is going back to Shane. He's got a program where he's teaching kids how to play basketball and get them off the streets. So 20% of the profits goes back to that. That's cool. That's awesome. Big T, Money T. Mega Bangers. That's his, uh, that's his name here. So... This is, uh, it looks like they're going to play your beat for you. Oh? What? What? Yeah, anyways. Uh, Torian, you make music. I've known you for 10 years. We did a show together, or I did a show in, uh, with T-Bone, and you were there, and that's how we got connected, and then we've done s- so many shows since then together and traveled and got to speak, and it's just incredible, um, the relationship. And so, but, um, but also just seeing how God's gifted you as a music missionary, um, that he's been writing way before I ever met you. So if you'd tell a little bit about that, it'd be great. Yeah, so, um, man, like, like he said, our story goes way back. Met at a concert uh, when I was 15. Uh, kind of backstory to that, though, is that when I was 11, my brother, he was 21 at the time, he was shot and killed in Lansing. And so, you know, as a young kid, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what does that mean? How do I deal with this? Um, you know, people die, but it's never anybody that's close to me. And so real life starts to happen. I start to really figure out, okay, how do I deal with this? And so in the midst of all that, God was really working on my life and, um, you know, end up getting saved at the age of 12. But from there, it's like, okay, once I'm saved, okay, now what am I going to do? How am I going to devote my time, my talents, and my treasure? And so I actually, uh, a couple years later, I started to uh, meet people that were making beats on a, on a Mac computer. And so I was like, man, like, this is really cool. I want to do that. And so... I convinced my parents, I'm like, hey, there's this really cool computer. It's only a couple thousand dollars, just buy it. It's gonna be great. Um, and so they ended up actually doing it as a surprise for Christmas that same year. Um, and that's actually where I got started making music. Now, that coming up summer is when I met Jerome. And so I actually was like, okay, I have this gift, I have this talent, I, you know, I have this desire to make music. But now I have somebody that I can look up to and say, man, like they're doing it for a purpose and a reason that's bigger than just themselves. And that to me was like, yo, I got to get along with that. And so I hit him up. I'm like, man, like just want to be a part of what you're doing. Well, here I am 11 years later and, you know, still going strong with drums. So that was, you know, really a, a big portion. Uh, but looking towards the future has actually been really cool because as I've, you know, been through my journey. I've been through ups and downs, and I'm sure I could tell you guys about that later. Um, but as God has just, you know, completely directed my life in the, the good seasons and the bad seasons, it's allowed me to actually come back full circle. And so now, uh, Jerome has actually just kind of allowed me to come along his team and be an artist missionary, which sounds good. And so that's really uh, a huge thing because now it's like, you know, through all the ups and downs and the, you know, the 11 years that I've known him, he's, you know, he stayed uh, behind me and just said, yo, go push, make music, do it for the glory of God. And so, man, it's been just an awesome time being able to do that. So actually, this is a snippet of something I just put out uh, two weeks ago. So run that. Now, Jerome made a joke earlier talking about I got to rap over this. I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying it. <laughs> 
he said he's gonna rap. I'm just, I, I, oh, he said no. <laughs> This is kind of fitting for October too, a little bit. It's got that, you know, it's got that Halloween kind of feel. All right. That's her. Okay, anyways, that's where you, that's where, that's where you throw the A's in there. Uh, Torian, thank you so much for uh, sharing part of that. I uh, feel so deeply connected to it, obviously. And uh, come on, can you go over for Torian? And so, I want to um, wrap this up with saying this: that. Um, your guys' lives have inspired me. And specifically, here's what I mean. Denise, you came up after a service one time and just said you haven't been this alive and felt this spirit since the Jesus movement. And you had just tears in your eyes and just really excited. And I felt so much peace and um, encouragement because our heartbeat is to see um, multi-ethnic, multi-racial, multicultural, economic, and even age group. And I think sometimes we've gotten looped in, uh, lumped into a category of, oh, that's the young church. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you look out in the crowd? You, you, some of y'all ain't young, okay? And so, <laughs> and so we're, what they meant to say, I think, was we're the church that is trying to operate thinking through 2017. And, and not saying other churches aren't, but I'm saying that's really an emphasis to focus on making it bigger than ourselves. But you encouraged me with that type of uh, commitment, uh, affirmation, encouragement. And so thank you because that stuck out to me. And then when you talk about uh, someone wanting to live like a child, um, it means more than hearing it from a 15-year-old. Like, and it's, it sparked something in my soul because I remember being 10, 15, 20, thinking, I just don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid, right? And I remember getting counsel from pastors. Okay, we're about to get married. How do I not just you know, become soccer dad of the year? Like, what do I do when we have kids? And, and, and I am soccer dad, but, but, but I didn't want that to just be it, you know? And it's just, you can't talk about or do anything else. And, and so I, you've given me freedom in that. And what does freedom look like for you? You have to decide that too that's awesome. So for me, that's why I still eat Sour Patch Kids. So thank you for that confidence. And then um, Jason, what they don't know, it's so funny that you, you said you give proceeds to the church because one, we did not ask for that. He did that on his own. But the first time he met me, uh, he asked me to come out because he asked if we were a Ponzi scheme. And um, asked if the church, he said, so how does this church thing work with money and stuff? And, uh, and I'm just skeptical. But he goes, but my heart's in. Like, I really like this. That's why I want to have these conversations with you. I hope you don't mind. I said, I love it because it made me feel closer to you because one, you actually asked me. And so I got to talk to you about what the church does and how it operates and how it, what we spend money on. And I just, it was just so cool. And he's like, I'm in, I'm in. And uh, since then, seeing you on the Connect team, you know, crowd control, helping keep the place safe and with your background and all of that, it's just been so beautiful. And hearing how your family's been impacted, being a relative of Rob, seeing that come full circle has just been heroic. So thank you because it makes pastoring uh, worth it because it's like, wow, a life that pushed through, that God's changing, that's rooted and connected here. So that's awesome. Thank you. Natorian, I want to say thank you as well is uh, for you, it'd be easy because I could say, well, well, we live right next to each other. I could talk about a bunch of subjective things. But objectively, what I would love for, to highlight here that, that I get to learn and be inspired from you about is, I mean, for 11 years of knowing you, you're still doing it. Some people talk it. 
I mean, many people talk it. Few still want to walk it 11 years later. That excites me. It's, 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 you're committed, you're diligent, you're passionate. You know every Christian rap song in the history of mankind and have every Christian rap CD still in your office. And, and it's just so neat because people ask, ask me, they say, what song is that? What number is that? I'm, I don't even know, but you do. And that inspires me. And, and uh, so thank you for allowing our family to be in your life because uh, your family to us, and it just means so much. So to see how God is using all of us broken instruments to play perfect music for his kingdom is quite special, y'all. Wouldn't you say? Come on, give it up for our friends here. Thank you. So we wrap up this. I'd love to pray for them um, as we get ready to just enjoy our Sunday. Jesus, I thank you for Denise and the compassion and uh, just spirit she has. There's, there's people here that need to connect with her after service so that she can just pray over them, talk to them, because she carries herself in a way that brings freedom. And I pray that people would be inspired by her material and have a conversation. God, we bless her. Jesus, we thank you for Jason, how he leads as a dad, a husband, and we thank you for the whole family, all they've been going through and go through and just... Pray for confidence that you'll continue to use the seven-foot nothing to point to the seven-foot everything, which is Jesus. So, God, we thank you for that story and how you've gifted him to write and that it would always be used for your kingdom. We bless him. Jesus, we thank you for Torian as he's set apart. He still has that kid-like nature, but yet that grown man behavior to focus and be disciplined And God, to use the talents, not just to make music, but he uses it in a way that benefits the body, the church. He uses it in a way that benefits families and kids and people. And um, you've gifted him. We thank you that you've united um, our past and brought him here at City Life so he could be a blessing and play the cool beats during worship. And uh, I know that I enjoy it. Um, I do. So I thank you, God. Bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope you would connect with them uh, right after service today. Uh, I just want to pray the Lord would bless you, protect you, make his face shine upon you, and that you would feel an extra pep in your step today as God pulls out his mirror and puts it right in front of your face and you're ready for that new self-makeover. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'll see you next week, 10 a.m. and 1130. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.